Thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Wade. It's been hey. a long time since we've been wanting you on the podcast. How are you doing, first of all? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. So we, we got an amazing show lined up. Nancy was supposed to join us, but unfortunately she couldn't make it. So shout outs to wherever she may be out there doing some amazing work. Uh, yeah. With that, let, let's dive right in. Who is Wade Patton? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a, that's it's a pretty good question. Um, well, I, I'm a son. I'm a I'm a brother. Uh, I'm I'm definitely a uh, a black African American man uh, in his forties. I am a lover of people. Uh, I am a um, I'm learning that I am a developer of leaders but i also am uh, a, a funny uh, a person who has a funny sense of humor sometimes. okay so. okay so so you mentioned two big items uh you're a lover of people and you're a developer yeah. tell me more about that what do those mean to you what what is a lover of people and what is a developer yeah great questions yeah so a lover of people um it, it's funny because there was there was a time in my life where i didn't uh, people made me tired. And I realized that it wasn't, you know, I'm more introverted. I thought that, you know, I was getting drained by so many conversations and people. I thought that meant I didn't like people, you know, <laughs> but that's, that wasn't it at all. I didn't like drama. You know? Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, hey. But I love people. I love the differences. Mm -hmm of the way people are made, the way people think, the way people, um, uh, the, the, the interaction of people. I just love all of that, uh, the, the mm -hmm. aspects, the whole aspect of just being human being. And, 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 and I do, I love people in general. Being a developer of people, well, that same love for people drives me to look past the outward appearance of people. Mm. And, who they really are as a person, you know, and, and when I see that, um, I, I am a Christian as well. So um, when I see that, I start praying for, OK, Lord, how can I help mm -hmm. uh, help this person to grow? OK, okay. Grow as well. And so mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're developing in that in, in that sense. So I'm a developer. I'm a, I'm a friend. I'm a good friend. I'm a great listener who's leaning more towards, hey, how can we grow together? No, no, that's super awesome. And it's super humanistic because I think nowadays it seems like the world is definitely shifting and people are now engulfed in their cell phones and people are, uh, I think it's, I, I claim it's the Western philosophy of like, oh, I'm strong and independent, which is good and all, but at the same time, it also makes us want to be very individualistic and that that in itself is like destroying really how people really engage and people now begin you're like oh man i i hate working this in this area or i uh, i'm exhausted of work but you, you you mentioned a really good point you mentioned uh the the lover of people the humanistic approach of really uh, looking at the human as a whole rather than maybe just their actions, but maybe understanding their their past, maybe understanding where they're heading. And really that developer component that you mentioned too is like really wanting what's best and really wanting to 
maximize the person for who they are. No, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, so with that, where are your interests living? Uh, being and being the developer and being the lover of of humanity of people. Yeah. Well, I started my career off in uh, working for a church and and developing people in their faith and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I found out that there's a very holistic side of that. It's not just about faith and what you believe, but it's also about meeting people's needs. And so I, I'm of the belief that if you if you don't meet a person's immediate need, they're not going to listen to you at all. They're not going to listen, not even if you just say hello to them, you know. And so uh, my heart is, you know, uh, has always been for community. In the sense, I I played sports, you know, at high school, and 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 I've played sports all my life, and so I'm very much a team player. And so, mm-hmm. in order to reach a goal, I, I I'd like to uh, see, okay, how can we come uh, come together and and meet the needs. So as of now, uh, is a huge thing that I'm doing is trying to make what pathways clear for youth in education and careers to. to so that they don't have to feel like they have to leave Stanislaus County, you know, to get a job, you know, but mm-hmm. it's, so, no, it's the things that you're looking for are right here. There are opportunities for you. Uh, you just need someone to open up a door. And a lot mm-hmm. of times I've explained to some people, some young adults and youth uh, for the past 10, 15 years, I said, hey, I'm just holding the door for you. That's all I'm doing. That's so beautiful. push me out the way. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, that that's awesome. So, so once the rubber hits the road, how does that look like? Does it look like creating spaces, or is it going into those different communities? Yeah, so that's really, really good. A great question, great question, Jose. Um, so, what that looks like for me is that's a lot of com- uh, uh, conversations that happen. Uh, those conversations will happen um, uh, sometimes in, in in small communities, and then in other places that that those uh, um, those conversations will happen um, along with different government entities, and uh, sometimes in the religious uh, 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 section. Um, and it, it it's it's not complicated, but it it is sophisticated in one sense. At the same time, it takes a lot of patience because these things don't happen over like overnight. And and that's the thing that I, I, I've been learning. You know, uh, one of the one of my favorite songs, um, there's a lyric in my favorite song that says every good thing that I've done, everything that I've become, everything that turned out right. It's because you're in my life. And if I ever teach a child a way, ever learn myself to change ever become whom you want me to be, it's not the I, but it's the you and me. And what I love about that is that it's, it points to, okay, there's a bigger view that I need to be looking at, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I'm going to have this meeting over here with these people, with this community, you know, and start this here. But I've also got to be looking at a bigger picture and Mm. some other, some other, community members that don't even know they're part of the community, you know, maybe some from the city, some from the county, you know, and have those conversations and hopefully um, get it past beyond the eye of just being an ideal. 
you know, idealistic, but more of, okay, let's, let's put some, some where, where the rubber meets the road, you know? No, no. That that makes sense, and it, you agree. I agreed. I I agree with you one hundred percent on that. That component being a slow process. It's a very slow process, and I hope because it takes years of trust building. It takes years of networking and just being there time after time. And yeah. you you mentioned something that that like stood out to me, and it's the foreseeing and seeing the good in people, even though they may not see them themselves. Because right. you mentioned that hey, it's like you're holding the door open and some pe- people may not may not even see the power that they have. And I think it's that investment of wanting to talk, talk to those people and saying, hey, let's create a space for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. You know, there's something else to uh, you. You asked me where's, where's my passion kind of, you know, recently it has been, I, I find myself in the black and brown community, like heavy, heavy duty. And, um, right now that seems to be more of a passion than even I recognized, you know, um, it more of, you know, in the black community, it's more of, Hey, let's make this an authentic community. Let's, let's not just say that we're going to, uh, that we're the black community. No, let's actually show them by our actions. Let's actually come together to get together for like black history month, you know, putting a calendar together. Someone already started mm-hmm. that. I didn't. But somebody else started and I'm like, hey, let's pull these people together, these relationships and have activities that show we are a community. You You know, know? that's definitely powerful. I think it's long overdue as well. Like if you think about it, uh, it's it's we we claim to be to be very equity focused. And I'm, I'm speaking in the terms of like society, but it's like, what is how does that really translate into those different communities? No, that's powerful. Right. Right. You know, and there's some there's some great, great opportunities out there that are already happening in the brown community, you know, and and I'm just I'm just trying to, you know, sit there and listen and say, okay, what's the holes that are missing? You know, what's what's my part, you know, that I can help? How can I speak the language of the people that are that are expressing the most need? You know, we try and uplift those voices. So it doesn't matter who you are. It's just that, hey, we want to make Stanislaus County a great place to live. That's our goal, you know. That's super beautiful. I love it. For you, was there a turning point or a call to action that you had saying, hey, this is where my heart, this is where my energy needs to be invested because I see the highest potential? Or, Or was it just developing over time? How did that look like for you? How did you identify that as one of your big callings? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I would I wouldn't say that it was directly linked to the black and brown community. It was more more or less um, connected to just community in general, you know, and and making sure that voices are being heard. You know, I um, I think what happened is is as I was in my career working with churches, I saw that the next generation didn't have opportunities. I saw that, okay, you got this older generation that is having, and this is within the last seven years, I would say, the Mm -hmm. older generation is getting older and getting tired. This is pre-COVID. And then I'm, and then I'm sitting here at the, and watching these youth and saying, Hey, you need, there's opportunities here. Clearly you're not, um, you're not speaking the same language. 
And mm-hmm. so being a Gen Xer myself, I'm a connector. So Im- uh-huh. immediately, I, I literally mm-hmm. live that, you know? So mm-hmm. immediately my, my heart, and as I begin to pray about that, it's just like, no, I need to, I need to step out in order for this to happen. Somebody's got to step out. Mm-hmm. I guess that has to be me. And that happened probably about maybe two years ago where oh, I just nice. started. I, I, I couldn't just stay in one world, whether the religious world or, or just in the government mm-hmm. or no, I had to dance around and be mm-hmm. part to hear the whole picture, to see the whole picture of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I started surrounding myself with those people that did that. No, that, that that's super awesome. And I think it's important. I think uh, you, you mentioned being part of the whole picture. And I think, uh, at least for me, I think I grew up with the concept of, I think when I was up uh, since the age of 11, all the way to close to my early 20s, I lived within the church system. And that was my, my system change and my growing. And then... I discovered community and I was in awe because I spent my whole childhood and my early adult life in within the church system. And that was the world I lived. But I dove into the community and noticed, wait, wait, there is a lot more change I could do in this in this sphere. And then slowly that community has turned to working with uh, nonprofits and those nonprofits led to working with other nonprofits and then that led to working with local government and I'm realizing hey for me to make the biggest impact in in my ecosystem I need to not uh, be so uh, focused on one general area right. but rather focused on okay. the whole ecosystem the whole geographical area and really make that impact that way. That's so good, Jose. Yeah, that, that's so good. And mm-hmm. I, it's funny because it takes a certain individual. I'm learning. Not everybody's like that. I'm a systems guy. And so a lot of times I, as, as, as I, as for, for work and I didn't realize this, but I've always been like this. I literally watch systems and I see them as I see different systems like uh, like school systems or I'll see religious systems or I'll see, you know, nonprofit systems, all these different the government systems. And I'll see them and I'm like, ah, something's broke. Mm. Never knew what to do with that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't until I started running and bumping into these people that had the same heart as me that, wa- that were motivated literally by love, you know, mm. to, to, to better their community. I started learning that it doesn't take what I thought. Degrees and certifications, uh, they they help. But really, you just need a heart. You need a heart. And a heart that, that is willing uh, to step out and say, hey, something's wrong. We need to fix it. I'm not going to be nasty about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, you know, yes. I'm going to go across the table, shake your hand and say, I need you like you need me. And let's do this together. No, that that's beautiful. And I definitely agree to that. It definitely needs the right type of person, that right, that right type of personality to really be willing to do that because it's, it's tough. It's not an easy road. It takes, uh, it's a, it takes a lot of time. It's a slow process and it takes a lot of, uh, foreseeing into the future no, but that that's super awesome. So with that, 
how do you spend your free time? How do how do you rest? <laughs> is that how you rest? Uh, what are some of your hobbies that you have? What are some of the interests? Because we, I, I think we we are all highlighted and we always highlight our work. But how do we highlight our our rest? How do we highlight our our recovery? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. You know, that has been a struggle for uh, twenty probably the last five years. It's something that I've, I've literally had to pray about. I mean, I see, I, at one time in my life for about eight years, I saw, um, I saw a therapist, you know, and that was the question. How do you rest? You see a lot of tough stuff constantly. How do you rest? What does that look like? And, uh, for me, I have a, an, I have like, I call them my three fingers, you know, uh, I have three guys that um, that I'm very very close to, that are in completely different, you know, uh, work environments and careers, and those guys. One of them today, I just happened to go on a hike. You know, it was awesome. <laughs> so, it's me coming to do this is one of the ways I rested for about three four hours. I went and did a three mile hike, you know, up towards Jamestown, and um, uh, they're able to pull me out of my world, you know. Uh, literally, sometimes pull me out of the city, pull me out, mm-hmm. of me, take me to some place, experience something, push me in a different way that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with my everyday life. You know, um, a lot of times that that's a physical thing for me. So I love hiking, I love walking, I love rollerblading. Uh, I I recently took up golf. Trying to do ah. uh, not very good. I'm a lefty, so that was hard to get used to. Um, mm-hmm. I, I um, uh, some of the other stuff I do um, instruments. Oh yeah, thank you. I, I play the piano. I do. Oh, I do. I play the piano uh, and recently started playing again to sharpen up my skills. Um, a lot of times I'll play for weddings and stuff like that. And so I'm, I'm a minister too. So mm-hmm. I get a chance to be the efficient at some weddings and get a chance to speak and all those kind of things. So I, whatever I can get out of nature, get out in nature, mm-hmm. that's a highlight for me. No, that that's super beautiful. And I think you, I, I, I have that similarity with you where I need to escape my everyday work. You know, it's like we do awesome work and, super fulfilling but after the end of the day it's like you're tired but you're not tired physically and it's like you need to go out and exert your energy somehow or another way it's like for me i I love kayaking i love hanging out with in the water that's (laughs) actually one of my goals for this year to really be a little bit more purposeful and touch the water i think i last year i only touched the water either the ocean or a lake or a river maybe three times oh that's that's long overdue yeah (laughs) yeah 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 you're saying Mm -hmm. more than just you know touching the the sink water at your house or you know (laughs) whatever yeah oh no no yeah go to a lake go to the ocean Mm -hmm. go to yeah yeah Yeah. like these but big bodies of water so you you mentioned something really interesting you play the piano you're also uh uh 
a pastor so that you get people married. So, hey, what would uh would it look like? Hey, you're you're gonna ordain a wedding and then follow up with also be being their MC and following up with being <laughs> the lead artist as well. <laughs> no, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. You know, in the sense, I either do one or the other. You know, uh-huh. people will ask me to play, or people will ask mm-hmm. me to uh, to be the efficient over um, over their weddings. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's fun because I mm-hmm. don't do weddings unless I do the counseling, you know, oh, okay. I'm going to make sure I'm setting you up in a good goal. You got the rest of your life to figure out, yeah. you know, how you're going to yeah. wake up to each other, you know, so to speak. No, but you know, no, and I think that that's a I, super I, I critical component. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> It's good stuff. No, that that's super awesome, and mm. and it's you mentioned uh, having to do that counseling, and I think it, it's nowadays it's it's interesting where people just get married without no formal counseling, and it's like, hey, you know what you're signing up for, you know, yeah. life. Uh, it's like it's part part. Yeah. It's like you're leaving your old life to have a new life with somebody else that you care le- deeply about, and do they have that understanding? Because it. I think the divorce rates are like crazy. I think in LA County, those yeah. LA areas, I think the divorce rates are like 64%, which is mind blowing. Oh yeah. Uh, which in reality, which turns California into like the average 55% divorce rate, which is scary. Absolutely. It's, it's bad. It It's really bad. And mm-hmm. what, what it shows me more than anything else is that we have an issue with relating relating to Mm. we we have this ideal picture in our head but a lot of times that's Mm -hmm. realistic you know Mm -hmm. we need we need to be able to get down and ask the questions that we need to ask um someone said it to me recently that was really really wise talked about we live in a culture of characters you only have this amount of time to speak this amount of time to relate because of the Mm. of the culture so we feel pressed and we feel very rushed all the time when mm-hmm. you're talking about marriage marriage is a lifetime you know mm-hmm. relationship and moving that back to the work that we do and the relationships that we mm-hmm. build while we're doing that it takes a lifetime to do that so why mm-hmm. rush you know no no i agree with that it's like it's crazy it's like we we i think we mentioned it before a couple of times that the slow process building yeah relationships and networks with those communities but we tend to then quickly jump into those marriages and after a couple of months and say hey i'm in love uh but it's a slower process no i i couldn't agree with you anymore and i there i think there's just so many things that i think compile the that whole paradigm of the divorce rates and people wanting to get married, I think, and you said it yourself, you you mentioned relationships is a really big component that people have a tough time understanding, whether it's uh, with community, whether it's with relationships, whether it's with, it's the, the whether it's with your own family, like thinking about relationship with parents, thinking about relationship with siblings, it's like, yeah. it's very relationship based. Absolutely. It's so we don't even think about a lot of times we don't even think about like the relationships in schools, you know, that Mm. teachers, we don't think about the relationship that we have with our bosses. Those are Mm -hmm. relationships that we're actually building. And if we actually 
teach, uh, uh, treated those relationships uh, better, we might be happier people. I agree with that. Wow. Yeah. That dropped the mic on that right there. <laughs> Boom. Like, we don't ever think about those. Like, it blew my mind because it's like you said, school and then work and then your bosses. And it's like, if we treat it, if we're more pu- purposeful yeah. with building those relationships and strengthening those, we would be happier people because we'd have a better understanding. Uh, and most of the time, we're always feeling like, oh man, we're always being singled out because. I look different, I speak different, and if we'd have those relationships and have those conversations, it would be a different world. And even in its school system, it's very fundamental. Oh, easily, easily. We're always looking at the differences. And it's like, no, we're actually more common uh, than we, th- mm-hmm. like, if, if I can just say this real quick and... Oh, definitely. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say something that you know that might be a little edgy, but I th- I think it's mm-hmm. to use this example. I was talking with a friend of mine who just happened to be Caucasian, and we were talking about you know it's real interesting how each culture says ghetto, <laughs> you know you know in the in the in the black culture was we'll it yeah you just you just super ghetto you know and in most of the time you know uh, it, in in. Uh, my friends who are from Kenya, they wouldn't say ghetto. They say, you're just bush. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Meaning you're from the bush. You're not. You're, wow. And I'm like, oh, that's the same way as saying that you're ghetto, you know, or, or, you know, the, the, <laughs> that is Caucasians awesome. would say, you know, you're just trailer park, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. yeah. You know, like, you'd yeah. have to tell me what the brown, you know, brown culture was, yeah. you know, it's just like, oh, oh mm-hmm. man. No, I think there's a couple out there. No, but <laughs> that that in itself is, is if you think about it, it's very relate. Like it's relatively to it's relative to their their whole upbringing, and that leads you to kind of say, hey, the upbringing is a, a very uh, strong indicator of and really how you develop in the world. Like if he's from Kenya, he's saying you're so bush yeah. and. <laughs> And I love that. Or it's like, hey, you're so trailer park or you're so hood or you're so I'm trying to think about the Mexican or the Hispanic or the Spanish version of of the other component. But that that's super awesome. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So with that, uh, I want to thank you so much for making time and jumping on the Civically podcast. We're super excited that you could have been part of it and share your knowledge, share your perspectives, and share the amazing work that you do and ultimately your passions. Because ultimately, hey, these are the these are the drivers of our life. Very true. Very true. Hey, thank you for having me, man. This was fun. This was a lot. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> so I appreciate it. You, you and I are friends. You know, outside. Here, so yeah. This is just mm-hmm. another conversation for you and I. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, one hundred percent. I yeah. we've known each other a, a fairly, fairly good yeah. length of time, and I think, I think this is what makes those conversations, those podcasts, these these calls beautiful because it's not stressful. It's very relaxed, and you could laugh and cry and express all your feelings without the fear. So, with that, thank you. No problem. Thank you, brother. Thank you for what you do too in the community.